Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The beer is cold and the wings are hot. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Vitaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Well, that's what we're working on. That's what I'm working on here. And uh, we've won a lot of games here and, and for good reason, right? So um, we've got to continue to make the, the appropriate adjustments and, and put ourselves in position to win games. And, and uh, that's what we're here to do. That's what we'll continue to do. There's Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott on his Zoom with the media yesterday. Matt Perino was on that call. Syracuse Post Standard, the Shout Podcast. He's joining us now, as he does every Tuesday afternoon. And earlier, uh, Matt, we played uh, your question to Sean McDermott, I think Gene's eyes got really wide. A little bit of drool came out the side of his mouth. You asked the question we all want to know. This complimentary football that he keeps talking about, is that coming at the expense of the full potential of this offense? How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? We're good. We're we're absolutely good. So your, your question to McDermott and his answer, did it surprise you in any way? Um, No, because I think that it... He does believe that like they, they have oftentimes when they've been asked about it over the years, him specifically about the offense and maybe a deep being the defensive minded coach. Like he reverts back to, we want to score points. Like we want to be aggressive. Uh, his quote yesterday was there's no breaks on the offense, but I do think like, of course you want all three phases of the, of the ball to be operating in sync with each other, playing to the best of their ability. But wanting to run the ball more. He said earlier in the press conference or after that question that, you know, he wanted to kind of run some different styles of offense. And, you know, there's been this obsession with the run game over the years, trying to find it. And I think we have enough data at this point to understand that's just not a strong suit of this offense. It wasn't when with Brian Dable was here. It's not now they've tried a bunch of different flavors um, there was some consistency in some blowouts earlier this, this, this season, which I think maybe was fool's gold on the run game a little bit. And I think to have a, a drive like they had, where they threw it, I believe, seven straight times, two of those plays were in the no huddle. 
being aggressive, being up-tempo, putting the pressure on the Bengals, to then just hand them that running play to start the next drive. It's just like you say something with the decisions that you make. Like as a play caller, as an offense, and if that's Sean McDermott's oversight to Ken, be like, well, that was a good first drive, but let's get the run game going here a little bit. If I'm the Bengals on the other side, if I'm Lou Anarumo, I'm like, yes, we got him right where we want him now. And so that was more the um, genesis of my question. And, you know, I, I do think philosophically he wants to empower the offense to be what it is, but it's one thing to want that and another thing to, to be that. And to me right now, there's a bunch of things happening. I think that they have, they're in an identity crisis as an offense. They have this, um, this need to run the ball, and I think it's why they went out and they signed Leonard Fournette. I, I think we could see Leonard Fournette this week and maybe in a, in a larger role than anybody's comfortable with because they want to get that thing going. And that might be, I don't know, there's a lot of this season. The more I, I sit and stew in it, uh, think about it, it does remind me a lot of the 2021 season in that they came out hot. They had a couple of big-time offensive performances. The Bills have had that. that you know, they, they haven't been the same level of explosion in the way that they were in 21 but they've had a couple of really impressive games. The Miami Dolphins game, obviously the one that you think about the most. And they've now been in this five, six week cycle of up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And so maybe they're going through things and maybe there is a, an answer at the other end of this that will send them into the playoffs playing their best football. But the problem guys is, are they going to make the playoffs? This is a different AFC. This is a different, you can't, spend so much time tinkering that you mess around and lose enough games and completely miss out on the tournament. I, I actually think that he, the way he answered your question about complimentary football was almost an admission that the defense is not going to play at the level we want them to play at because of all of the injuries, the changes, everything that's happened. It's a less than ideal situation for his first go round as a defensive coordinator slash head coach. And by continuing to preach complimentary football, if you can't have this, this, this kind of intangible thing that you keep talking about, well, then you, you've got one less excuse like, hey, well, our defense couldn't really perform at the level, even though we're injured and you know, next man up, next man up. But we're, we're on the field too much because the offense is off the, uh, on the field. You know, they're, they're not on the field long enough because their drives aren't long enough. They're not sustained enough. We're not playing complimentary football. Is that an admission from McDermott that his defense is just nowhere near where he wants it to be? Well, that's a dangerous game to play, right? Because as the play caller taking that thing over. You know, they dealt with, you know, guys missing last year in the playoff game. Daquan Jones didn't play in that game. I thought it was a huge problem. And, you know, Leslie Frazier was the one that, uh, you know, of course, we don't know exactly what happened there, but he's no longer there. And, you know, there was a lot of issues with this defense over the last couple of years. But some of those deep, some of those issues seem to be the same ones that they're dealing with now. And, you know, to go out off the streets and bring in Josh Norman, to me, is just a complete um, – revelation that you know they, they didn't do enough at that position in the offseason to be at a place where they were coming now you can't ever foresee that the Travis white injury but beyond that to not at, to get to this stage with Kyer elam even before the injury you know it, it's uh, it, i think john's heavily involved in the uh, in in looking at defensive players bringing them in all that sort of thing i, I still don't think we have the proper 
perspective on what were the conversations around Kyer Elam when they drafted him. Because when you make a pick like that, like to me, they learned a lesson in one year. And kudos to Brandon Bean and his staff and the coaching staff, whoever was involved in it, because they hit on Dalton Kincaid. Like, I will say that definitively through nine weeks. They've absolutely hit on that player. And you need to, when you're trading up in the first round and you're adding a starter, you need to add a starter at, at the minimum. And Kyer Elam's never even been that since he's been, you know, with the team. So, yeah, I, I think it wasn't, a, it wasn't admission. Uh, I do think, but at the same time, guys, if you are going to admit to that, why not just completely as a team and organization embrace what you have in your offense and finding a way to empower them and to put them in a position to go out every game with no restrictions. And until they play like that, and maybe they're saving it for later, but like I mentioned, like that might be too little too late. Yeah, a lot of questions yesterday about Ken Dorsey, our guest Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, uh, the Shout Podcast. Matt, as far as McDermott himself, though, and he was asked uh, one question about does he have too much on his plate right now could you see a scenario is it even remotely possible that sean mcdermott says you know what for this game i'm gonna let i don't know whoever washington l holcomb somebody else run the defense here because i need to actually focus on a head coach and if the offense is sputtering i need to kind of focus over there is there going to come a point where sean mcdermott comes to that realization i mean maybe he he kind of messed around with it in the preseason i wouldn't he, he has been open and willing to kind of change things up when things aren't working and adapt and, and do those kinds of things over the course of his career, especially here <coughs> as a head coach. Uh, the thing about that is how much do you want that, though? You know, it, do you want him more heavily involved in the offense? I think, like, to me, the feeling of all of this, and we don't – and this is speculation because we don't know because, you know, we spent, what, 20 minutes with Ken Dorsey yesterday and it didn't yield – very many answers, right. you know, we, you ask him about these shotgun runs and he, and he talks about like giving balance to the offense. And it's like, it, it's giving anything but balance to the offense. So that's where I'm, I don't understand how uh, another way to ask it, but that's neither here nor there. If Sean McDermott's freed up to be more involved in the offense, like that would, to me was the benefit of having Dable who had all those years and all those position rooms. Like, let's be honest, Ken Dorsey's done one thing in the NFL. He's been a, he's been a quarterback coach. He was in Carolina, and then when he left there, he ended up going to, like, App State, and he was doing something, I think, in their – I don't even remember the uh, – I think he was on, a, like, an executive track or, like, a, a front office track. I got to go, and uh, after this, I'll, I'll, I'll find that. We'll talk about it next week. But, like, he was out of the pros for a couple of years. He comes back, and obviously he has, he had, he's had a huge role in the development of Josh Allen. I thought he, was, he made a lot of sense as the successor. But when you make that decision as Sean McDermott – you have to make it knowing that you're handing him the keys. And he, he said that he, he has full belief in him. He hasn't considered a change to the structure, to obviously Ken Dorsey's job security. But if that's the case, if you truly believe that, you, you can't just say, I'm, I'm doing everything. He said this a couple of weeks ago. I'm doing everything I can to make sure that the offenses, all three phases, special teams and defense are running the way I want them. Well, maybe through whatever it is, nine games, You'd want, you should want to have it running not how it, you want it because it's how you want it isn't working to this point. I, I think that when you, when you talk about Dorsey, this is a guy that was endorsed by the quarterback. And, and Gino and I yesterday spent some time talking about what Josh Allen means to this franchise. Josh Allen 
has more weight than Sean McDermott. Josh Allen has more weight than Ken Dorsey. The only guy with more weight than Josh Allen in his franchise is is probably the owner, Terry Pagula. That being said, Matt, do they trust Josh Allen enough? And does Josh Allen have it in him? We hear what a competitor he is. Does he have it in him to go psycho, to become a Peyton Manning, a Tom Brady, a Kobe Bryant, a Michael Jordan, a guy that is such a competitive degenerate that he wants that control? He wants to be... Diggs would be the closest thing that the Bills have to it on their <laughs> roster. Does Josh have that in his character, and do they trust him enough if he were to have that in his character? Um... That's interesting because I think there's a lot layered in there. And I feel like Josh, just observing him this year, I think he's wearing the stress of Ken Dorsey being in the, you know, um, bullseye, you know, for this fan base and the way the media has kind of talked about him in a general sense. And I also think if you go back to last year and everything that was happening with Stefan Diggs, like, one of the theories was that he was that they were unhappy maybe with the offense as a whole and maybe Ken Dorsey and that is Josh Allen's guy, right? Like that's the guy that he handpicked and they're kind of in this together kind of thing and maybe other people in the building. Again, all speculation. I'm not reporting anything right. here, but it, it it felt like that there was some plausibility to that and that going into this season, everybody was on the same page. They were resetting all that, but now we're seeing the first signs the first couple of weeks of signs where things aren't working that way. And so now wh- I've always been amazed that like the f- most fiery guy on the sideline, knowing who Josh Allen is and seeing all the like screaming clips that he's had over the years that we don't see more of that, especially now in year six, where it's like, you know, you're in it. You, you are established. We've talked about been told numerous times, how smart he is, how much he understands the offense. One of the things I was talking about on my podcast with Ryan the other day after the game was do they try to like hand the keys to Josh for a game and see what it looks like? Like you mentioned Peyton Manning, like he was responsible for calling a lot of his own games. Like a lot of the pre-snap stuff that he did led into kind of like free flowing out there. And I think in a lot of ways, I know we've, we've emphasized the up tempo and that being the piece that really sets this offense up. I wonder how much it isn't just Josh getting a chance to just be free out there and react to what the defense is doing as opposed to go to the huddle, check the mic, get the call from Ken, tell it all to everybody else. It's like <clears throat> Ken is also removed. Like he's up in the box. And I know Matt Canada went down there. I asked him about it yesterday. If he has considered going down to the sideline, it hasn't even been a, a consideration, which I think is wild. Like that you haven't even talked about <laughs> maybe changing it up a little bit and adding a little bit of extra juice. Um, I, I do wonder, though, how much does Ken Dorsey fear in his role now getting down on the sideline, knowing how competitive he is? Like, if things were to get really, like, heated, maybe, maybe he's, he's protecting himself in the booth. I don't know. That's just a guess. Um, but I just think that Josh Allen out there, like, calling the shots, he knows all the plays, he knows the playbook as well as Dorsey does, considering they started it before Dorsey ever showed up. Let him go out there and just do it. And he'll know when to go up tempo. He'll know when to back it off. And and maybe you try for a game and it doesn't work. But 
Try something else. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, you know what, Matt? There's a history lesson here with Buffalo. I mean, 1989, bickering Bills, and they're 500-ish, but somehow they get into the postseason, and everybody hates the offensive coordinator, Ted Marchabroda. They get to the – they lose that game in Cleveland, but that's when Jim Kelly started calling his own plays, and that became the base offense here. What you're describing here for all old-time Bills fans and anybody that's new – I mean, can that be done today where a quarterback could actually get on the field, dissect it, and I'm going to be the one here, and if I need some help, Ken, I'm going to talk to you about this. Yeah. Like, to me, that would be the the play. And, I, and, and maybe they can get to a place where Ken has, you know, Ken sending some stuff down and, and, and trying to help him out if necessary, but he's empowered to kind of just run it and see what it looks like. When he does it and they're running no huddle, I don't, and, and that's the thing that we can probably bring up on Thursday with Josh is how much when you're going up tempo does Ken is Ken still in your ears? And if that's the case, and Ken is in his ears, maybe there's a marriage to be had in that new kind of format. But while giving a little bit more of the control with Josh, because he's mentioned multiple times going back to when Dable was here, how much he appreciated more so with Dable when he he ran the plays in the game that Josh was really confident in, what he really liked. If he's calling the plays, he's going to run the ones that he likes. And, you know, maybe that's the, the, the recipe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it would be the ultimate sign of trust, but let's face it. I mean, you you trust the guy enough to, to draft him in the first round. You, you know, he is, in our opinion, the, the most important uh, guy in the organization, the guy in the organization with the most weight. You know, let's put a little bit more faith, a little bit more trust in his talent and abilities instead of forcing him to do the things that he's just not comfortable doing. I wanted to ask you, too, while we had you, Matt, uh, about a couple of the new faces. You mentioned Fournette and, and the idea that we might see him as soon as Monday because the Bills have this need to run the football even more than, than or attempt to run the football and maybe have a little bit more success. What, what were your thoughts on the limited action we saw out of Razul Douglas and out of Linval Joseph on uh, on Sunday night? Yeah, we're probably going to see more of, of Douglas, right? Because, I mean, they're banged up at corner. Uh, Benford dealing with that hamstring, which tends to linger. I was actually surprised he popped up on the injury report and then played. Um, I don't know. I'm always, like, air on the side of caution. They probably didn't want to put Douglas in a full 
game situation just to cut with one prep, one or two practices. Uh, but you know, I think you want Benford healthy and like you go out there and play and he, and he banged it up again. And so now you wonder like, what does this look like? Is this now a week to week kind of deal? Um, but maybe they just weren't confident enough to throw Douglas out there for the whole game. And it's funny because that was the game to me that you probably wanted Dane Jackson out there the entire game. He was in his bag. Like, I feel like Dane Jackson is this, he's such an interesting player. There's at his highs over the last couple of years, he has been really good. Remember when he came in for the first time, I think it was against the Texans maybe. And he went one-on-one. It might've been against the Cardinals. No, it was the Cardinals in the Hal Murray game. And he one-on-one in one of his first plays with DeAndre Hopkins at the goal line, like competing with a pass breakup. Like he was, whether it was Jamar Chase, T Higgins, like dude was there to compete the other night. I thought he was one of the best yeah. defensive players on the field. Um, Linval Joseph, man, he just looked like he was a breath of fresh air inside uh, for them. I was surprised that Ed Oliver wasn't a little bit more effective. Um, I, I don't know how many snaps he actually had with Joseph. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised they go with that a little bit more and have Jordan Phillips kind of like scale back to his old role, which is like that third defensive tackle, let him be a little bit more of a consistent pass rusher. Um, but yeah, I think early returns on Joseph have been really great. And man, it's, it's a real luxury in today's day and age in the NFL to be able to go out and get a guy like that after eight weeks of the NFL season to fill in for a guy in Daquan Jones. That guys, I mean, you look at some of the events, advanced metrics. Daquan Jones was one of the best pass, pass rushing interior players in the NFL before he got hit, injured. So, of course, you look at the way the defense played the first couple of weeks and what it's looked like ever since and the drop-off in you know, win rate, in sack production, in turnovers. It all goes back to that. It's not just him. They miss Matt Milano, of course. But I'm telling you, Daquan Jones, I am shocked that they have not extended him yet because he's about as important to that defense as anybody else. I, I'd even argue that he's even more important than like a Von Miller. We saw what they did without Miller the first couple of weeks with, with Jones in there. Yeah, Matt, I've seen Daquan as of you, like around the facility there on, on game day. And I guess my question is around you know, like last December, like, wait a second, could, could actually Micah High come back and play? And he, he nearly did. So do we know anything about Daquan Jones maybe being available for a potential playoff game? And, and, and along those same lines, are we 100% sure that Matt Milano is done for this football season? I don't know. Weird how um, hush-hush they've been about the injuries. They're always like that. But these two have been, you know, we've taken a couple shots with, with McDermott and then with Bean and no bites. And I think Daquan Jones will probably be the, the guy that has a better chance but the, the one thing I always struggle with those like season long injuries and then coming back for them, you're entering the, that, that stage of football where like everybody's been playing for months. The condi- like, is the conditioning going to be there? How much can they play? How are they 60%, 70%? Where does that fall? So that's a question that, you know, I, I don't know where it stands to get him back in any fashion though, I think would be an upgrade over what you're getting out of Tim settle and Puna Ford and settle play pretty well. Um, I was just scrolling Twitter. I got a, uh, a ping here. And listen, I'm always thinking about the fans. And Peter asks, what if Joe Brady would be a better OC since he has the experience in the NCAA and the NFL? He's called plays before. I want to answer this. And he tagged you guys as well. And I think this is a really good, great question because I've been getting this a lot lately. I want to clarify, though. He does not have play calling experience in college. This is a common misconception. He was a wide receivers coach and the passing game coordinator at LSU. Um, he was not the offensive coordinator. Um, I don't know if he actually called the plays. I will do a little research on that. 
but I think he was the passing game coordinator, if I'm correct. OC in Carolina, though, right? Underneath Matt Rule, wasn't he the OC there? Yeah. 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 But my point is, didn't go too well there. It went worse than what Ken Dorsey has done here. And here's my problem with that move in season. Joe Brady's been here a year and a half. He has an understanding of this offense, but it's not his scheme. So what are you asking him to do? Are you asking him to become the play caller and run this system? Are you asking him to implement his own system or variations of that? I think it gets really complicated with that approach. Do I think he could call plays in this system because he's familiar a year and a half in? Sure. But you better be sure if you're making that move. And again, I brought this up on social media a couple months or a couple weeks ago. Does Josh Allen have to sign off on that? Is he signing off on that? I, I know he's his quarterback's coach, but can, can Sean McDermott or Brandon Bean make a move at offensive coordinator without Josh Allen giving the thumbs up? I don't know. Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard Shout Podcast. Okay, last one for me, Matt. And I guess nothing is a given right now, the state of the Buffalo Bills. So going into this, the Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football, the beginning of the year, everybody thought this would be a layup. Uh, your, your thoughts here is, uh, and certainly we have a lot to learn here about these injuries on defense, but w- how do you forecast this game coming up on Monday night? It's a tough one, man. I mean, Denver's playing really well. I went back and watched that uh, game against Kansas City Chiefs, and it feels like Sean Payton and, and Russell Wilson have finally arrived on common ground. And I feel like Wilson knows what Sean Payton wants him to run, and there's talent around him. Like, if he just operates in just, like, 60% of what he was back in the day, I think they're gonna, they have a chance to be a really good team. I think defensively, they could cause some problems. They've had 15 days to prepare for the Bills. So, this is going to be, man, if you think this is a get-right game in any way, man, I think that Denver is trending up. I think they're the second-best team in that division. Um, and that's saying a lot because the Chargers, I think, are a team that everybody is just waiting for to finally figure things out. But I've seen enough of the Chargers over the last couple of years that I'm just not banking on it. And I think that there's some real potential. You knock off a team like the Chiefs, and that, that gives you the kind of – confidence to, to go on a little bit of a run. I haven't taken it too dip, deep of a dive into their schedule, but offensively, like they have to lean into an aggressive approach. I loved Zach Taylor. And listen, if you're Sean McDermott, I hope you're taking notes in that game, watching him win the coin toss and take the ball yeah. and then go right down the field on you and score. If you win the toss against Denver, enough of this deferring stuff, lean it, walk away from complimentary football for a week <laughs> And hand the ball and the keys to Josh Allen and just let him cook in a game against Russell Wilson. I think that would be fitting. Yeah, and, and against a, a defense that, oh, by the way, I don't know if you heard, they gave up 70 earlier this year and quit on their team in Miami. I, I, I think a, a big part of this, too, defensively, uh, I, I really don't need to see Tyrell Dotson on the field that much more anymore, Matt. I'm, I'm good. Um, do we know anything about Bernard's injury? Is that a concussion? Is, is, is he through protocol? Is he going through protocol this week? Will we have time before Monday? He's in protocol, but I think the fact that it's Monday game gives him a chance. Uh, Our first look on Thursday, if he's out there in any capacity, I feel like that's huge uh, for his chances to play. Um, The Dotson thing is so weird. Like, you're right. I think he's limited. Um, I also in the camp that Dorian Williams, if, if, if you're the Bills sitting here right now, a Bills fan, you want him with as many reps under his belt as possible before the playoffs. And right now what we're seeing them lean back into is the Kyrie approach from last year. Okay, are there things that you don't like from the jump? Sure. But what you're getting out of the guy that you're playing isn't high enough level to 
cost him these valuable reps in season. So I'm with you. Put Dorian Williams in. Take the hiccups. If it turns into a two or three weeks, you're not losing games because of Dorian Williams. Let's, let's make that clear. And you're not getting the kind of play from Tyrell Dotson consistently that forces Williams to the bench. Now, the tough thing about Dotson, which I just mentioned, is it, he does make some plays. He does make some plays, but he also makes some head-scratching plays, some bad plays that cost them points the other night. So, yeah, I'm with you. Get, get Dorian Williams in the game. Um, Tyrell Dotson should be the first guy off the bench and go from there. So, Matt, one week ago today was Halloween. You and Ryan dressed up for the Shout Podcast. I would assume you were wearing street clothes uh, for your next one. Uh, when does that drop, and what can we read uh, on Syracuse.com here? Yeah, we'll have you uh, covered Wednesday night with our usual uh, staple show. I am working on a cool podcast for this week, maybe two kind of mid-season review type deals, but I have some guests that are coming on. Sorry, Gino. Uh, oh. I couldn't find your number. Didn't when make I was the like, cut. Just didn't make the I, cut. No, it wasn't that. I was going through my phone and it was acting funny. Like I just, I couldn't find the right, it, it was whatever. This we'll talk guy. about it next time. Yeah. But, wow. yeah, I apologize. Next time, Gino. Trust oh, did, no, it's hey, all, I, that's I all right. I was, I was on CBS Sports Radio last oh, night. Oh, wow. So I'm oh, this, this guy. Matt. So, oh, God. so let, next time you want a CBS Sports Radio guest, but go on. Go on, Matt. So, so, Gino, that's like when I was in high school and I went out for the part of Danny Zuko. And they, they gave me the role of ensemble. And I was like, I tried to tell people I was in the play, but it was just like in the, I didn't have any lines, you know? Yeah. Come on, you know. I'm sorry. Go on, Matt. So, yeah, shout uh, Wednesday night. We'll have a couple more shows. We'll do the preview show as well. And I'm actually, um, yeah, then uh, we'll, we'll cover this game on Monday night. All good, man. Appreciate the time as always. Enjoy the rest of your week, Matt. We'll talk again next Tuesday. Later, boys. Thanks, man. Matt Perino, the Syracuse Post Standard. Read his work at NewYorkUpstate.com, Syracuse.com, the Shout Podcast that Gene is not invited to. I'm surprised they haven't banned you. I thought after the Buccaneer game at like one in the morning, I was going to get the call. Ah, didn't, no, no, you didn't get the tap did, on did the shoulder. Not even at like one in the morning. Yeah. You're not even a 2 a.m. booty call. That's too bad. I do appreciate Matt asking the question to McDermott. That's a good question. Yeah. If you missed it, this was from yesterday's Zoom. Does the, the pursuit of complimentary football take away from your aggressiveness on offense? I think that's a great question. I, you know, um, it really should. And when, when we talk about it, complimentary football is as much as it stays the same with the same basic core concepts, it also evolves a little bit week to week with where your team is and, and which, again, which side of the ball in this case is, is healthier than the other. And, and so, you know, full confidence in our offense and, and uh, we're going out there to score we're not there's no breaks on the offense it's we're going out there to score and score early and score as many points as possible so um that's uh that is the philosophy so which side is more healthier than the other one right now right the offense is more healthy so what he's asking is the offense to pick up a little bit of the slack for the defense which isn't as healthy the longer more sustained drives the running plays that you know score we're, we're, we're all we're all gas no breaks but you know if you can you know stretch it out seven eight minutes would be nice if you get that for our defense because that's we're not taxed. how this team is built tell that to him i get it i i understand what he's saying i understand what he's saying what he's getting at there and in an un you know in a veiled way he's saying well look our defense is banged up we're not as good defensively as our offense our offense needs to pick us up
they need to compliment us. And right now they're not complimenting us because when they score, they do it too quickly. Five plays? Get out of here with that. Who wants to score five plays? We need 10 play drives, at least 10. Mix in a run, Dorsey. What's wrong with you? Boy, the whole idea about how like the hurry up and like I'm having flashbacks here. This, to, is, like, this is history repeating hey, itself man, in Buffalo. Everything in Hollywood has run dry, right? Like there are no original ideas anymore. Everything is cyclical. And just when you think there's something new, no, here's a reboot of this, a reboot of that. This is the Buffalo Bills reboot. If they if they do what they should do, yeah, Josh, Josh Allen is running the K-Gun version 2.0 at some point. To uh, follow up on uh, your your question from earlier, who started at quarterback for the Rams last week? That was Brett Rippon. All right, he was released today. Yeah, he wasn't good. No, he was not good in that game. That's why I couldn't even remember Brett Rippon. And and God, I I think I even heard somebody on one of the networks doing the highlights and called him Brett Rippian. I'm like, ooh, mm. God! Not only did you did you forget who the court, how to pronounce his name, you forgot that his uncle is. Mark, Mark Rippin. Rippin. Yeah. Like, wow. That's that's tough. Released by the Rams. Well, you bring in, you don't, you don't have any problems anymore. When Stafford gets healthy, it's his job. But you've got, you know, you've got Carson Wentz back there now. All right. We got to take a break and come back with uh, Rochester Americans head coach Seth Appert. He's going to join us here in about 25 minutes or so. Uh, we have time for your calls if you want to join us on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line. That's 8664FAN 585-866-4326. More on the way in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia, 95.7 FM and AM 950, the fan Rochester. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. It's me, Mike Danger, for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 957 the fan. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, everything from spreads to player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Mike to kick off the NFL season with me. That's FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.